Hi, and welcome to Ways It Takes, episode seven. Super Monday. Um, I'm Trey, joined as always by Dylan, Cam, and Tucker. How are we doing, boys? Thank you, Tim. Today should be a national holiday. I don't know why it's not already. I mean, you can't expect to do anything after the day of the Super Bowl. Um, I was a poli-sci major. If I ever run for office, first 100 days in office, I'm making it a national holiday, for sure. We'll vote on it. I had uh, two classes, both canceled today. Don't know <laughs> if that was the reason, but it should be. It should be. Um, all right, well, the Super Bowl was yesterday. I mean, great game. We'll get into it. But first, got to start off, uh, as always, with our winners or losers and our forbidden take. Excuse me, our forbidden topic. Forbidden topic this week is free agency. So, whenever we talk about free agency, we're drinking, boys. And we have some stuff wow. planned for this show that might result in <coughs> beers being drank. Um, all right, so our winners. Um, our winners, I have uh, Dylan. Everyone agreed with you that Kobe is the best thing about him. The best thing they remember is the mama mentality. Um, I think that was probably a good call. Um, Cam, you won the uh, take of the week on Twitter for Trey Young being like Kobe. Now, I listened to the episode, and I the more I listened to it, I hated this take. Yeah. Defend it. So defend your take. So, yeah, here we go. So, as you maybe saw in my response on Twitter, you came at me and said this is a terrible bad take. Yeah, that's the name of the game. The name of the show is Wasted Takes. This is a take that is ludicrous as we define in our – in our description of what this episode is. We're going to have some ludicrous takes. We're going to have some logical takes. This one is absolutely ludicrous. It's a wasted take. Everybody, I'm glad everybody got the picture. That's why I won, that this take is just insane. It's something that maybe not a lot of people agree with. They think it's a bad take. That's the name of the game. It got the most interaction that we've seen from our viewers, some that I don't even know. So, yeah, you know what? I'm fine with it. Do I 100% agree with it? No. And I never said he's going to be the next Kobe. I said he's going to be the closest thing that we've seen to him. And I'll stick by it because I love the hate. So I mean, I think it. that's the thing about wasted take is you can vote for the wasted take of the week and think, oh, this take stinks. This was the most ludicrous thing I've heard. Or you can say, oh, this take makes the most sense. I'm voting for this one. So that's the beauty of the show. Congratulations <laughs> to you, Cam. Uh, I still think you're very wrong. Yeah, sure, maybe. Um, also on Twitter, we had people – picking the games and uh, also discussing the games. The halftime show, everybody said that Shakira put out the better performance. We'll get more into that later, but I totally agree with them. And then uh, our big winner for our pick pool, Dylan Benham. He would have tied Cam, but he had the natty advantage, which was the tiebreaker. So that finished uh, Dylan at 8-4, Kevin at 7-5, yeah, um, me at five and seven, and Tucker at four and eight. This is including all the natties. So Tucker, as the big loser, anything to say? You know, I took some risks on a couple of those weeks. Went out there on a couple of picks, and I regret it. I regret those decisions. But at the end of the day, I picked the big game right. So that's all that matters. Dylan, here's your moment in the sunlight. You're the champion. Yeah, it's great because I uh, know nothing about this sport. Actually, I mean, I do a little bit, but I obviously don't know as much as you guys do. Half the time I'm sitting in the background not saying much anyway. But the picks, fire. I mean, you eight and four. I I mean, that's pretty damn good. I should just start betting. You should. should. I don't know how any of that works, but I'm just going to start throwing money down, apparently. 
We need to get you like a little hat or something to wear because you're the, you're the king of the podcast now. NFL hat for sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just rooting for the league, rooting for the Go league. league. Um, our bad takes. Um, obviously, Cam and I picked the Niners, so that's a big L for us. Uh, okay. The 49ers defense didn't look very good, and I've been touting them as you know very very good, so that's a bad take. And our poor audience, they don't know anything about football because 80 percent of the of the group had the Niners winning. So half the podcast, eighty percent of our listeners. Vote. I didn't vote until after the Super Bowl, and I stuck with the Forty Nine ers because that was my pick. So there's a little honesty for you. It's the kind of guy I am. You're a man of honor, Cam. I, I appreciate love that. that. I love that. Nothing better. All right, so let's jump right into it and waste and take. Dylan, you've never led off on waste and take, so uh, since you're the king of the podcast now, make your debut. All right, hold let's on. Go. Let me grab my notes real quick. Absolutely, bring them up. Okay, so uh, we're talking about free agency, so I'll start so it off with a drink. Take hockey. Just go in the <laughs> he said free agency, so he's drinking. All right. All right, so um, this is about uh, the Chiefs and the Chiefs' future. I was looking into uh, contracts on the Chiefs, and it doesn't bode well for them currently in how they're spending money and how much money they have in the cap. So... Um, right now, going into next year, Tyreek Hill is going from a 2 mil cap to an 18 mil cap. Frank Clark, who I've never heard of, is going from a 7 mil cap to a 23. Then there's another guy, 6 to 16. Tyron Matthew. Another guy, 7 to 14. Another guy, 5 to 10. Another guy, 6 to 10. And all of that. The difference, the difference on all of that is ninety million, and that doesn't account, doesn't count towards whatever the heck they're gonna pay Mahomes. Probably not this year, but till next year. So it doesn't bode well for them because they just are running out of cap space. So what are they gonna do in three years when they need to like sign people, especially so, Mahomes? So let me just get your take straight: is that the the Chiefs are going to end, start declining because of their cap situation? Yeah, probably they, they can't sustain it though. What's going on? All right, Cam, uh, opinions. My opinion is going to be in my in my wasted take, so I'll hold off, let you guys, and then I'll just go into mine. All right. Well, I personally, I know that I think they were saying upwards of what was the number for Mahomes? Two hundred million. I think five forty. Years. Forty. So yeah, yeah they're like around forty if, million. Which is, which is insane because right now his cap right now is his cap hit is five point five mil. So if he yeah, goes he's up, on his rookie contract. If he goes up to forty and forty five mil, that's what that's going to be around 40,000 or 40 mil for his cap and add up all those together. And that's like 120, 130 and they only have 200. So I, yeah. So I think the do? big thing with the cap is I'm going to finish my beer by the end of the segment. But um, the big uh, thing with the cap is that that's for the nerds in the front office. All right. <laughs> They'll figure it out. They're always find ways to figure it out and bring in guys for a certain amount of money. Um, I think as long as they have Mahomes under center and read calling plays, they're going to be okay. I think that this team is very good, as everyone saw last night. Mahomes is uh, unbelievable. Like I had my ways to take a few weeks ago, he's won his first of, I think, four at least, which is kind of scary. Um, I think as long as they have those two guys are good, it will be interesting to see how they retain the talent around him because they have such good receivers and tight ends. The defense is okay. They played well last night. Um, but they're gonna they're gonna need to do some cap magic get the get the nerds going up there. Tucker, what do you think? I mean, this is a team that 
was an offsides away from going to the Super Bowl last year with a terrible defense. I think that they're. I think if they hurt anything, they're gonna tear apart the defense. They're probably gonna um, let go of Frank Clark. Would be my best guess because he's way too much money going forward. And um, I mean, even with that. You just can't stop Mahomes. He's just a different animal. And I think we'll see them here regardless of who they have. Yeah, but if you if you sign Mahomes and you're going to take that hit of 40 mil on the cap, you got to get rid of somebody or not sign somebody again so they like they're going to make they're going to definitely take a hit just by signing Mahomes. So Absolutely, but that I mean He's a generational talent. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying they should. They definitely should. Like that down. No, they definitely should. I'm just saying they can't be nearly as good as they are now. Only paying him five mil. So, so. To, to jump in here with another big news from yesterday was that the Patriots are offering Brady two years, sixty mil. So you're offering him the most money he's ever been play, paid as a starting quarterback. But his big thing is Brady. He wants them to bring in talent. So he's going to have to weigh. Oh, do I want this? you know, giant contract, the biggest contract of my career? Because he can get that elsewhere, too. Or do I want to take less, stay with the Patriots, and allow them to to uh, spend money on talent? So, I don't know. Um, I think it'll be interesting to watch. I mean, they were such, they've been such a good team for the past two years that I don't think it, I don't think it's sustainable to keep all that talent. I don't think you can keep Hill, Watkins, Kelsey, uh, Mahomes, everybody. You can't keep everybody. It just doesn't happen. So, that's a good take, I think. Um, yeah, let me just let me jump into mine because it, it segues off that very well. Um, so first to to follow that up, uh, Trey brought up a good point. They'll people figure it out. They're not going to drop everybody just to clear up room. Um, that and the fact that the Chiefs are very deep, uh, at least offensively, they have three running backs that are capable of playing. I mean, you can get rid of LaShawn McCoy if you want to. Damian Williams, I thought, should have been the MVP last night. He looked great. We'll get into that. So I think they're okay there. Um, Wide receivers, they have talent, very young guys. They have Hill, they have Kelsey, they have Watkins, they have Robinson, they have Hardman. So they're fine there. Maybe they'll get rid of, you know, somebody. Um, Here's my take. In the Mahomes-Reed era – probably within the next three years. And this is this is going against my my take a couple weeks ago saying that the 49ers are the next dynasty. Um, I forget who said that it's going to be the Chiefs, but within the next three years, I think we're going to see our first 19-0 team. Wow. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know, man. I think uh, there's too many good teams around. I that. think, the like Dylan has said, the league's getting better. There's more competition. I mean... Maybe I don't know. They didn't. There was times this year where they didn't look particularly great. I mean, that defense has been a liability since the start of this and, era. And this is the first time we're seeing them actually kind of have a center. We can name more than four people on the Chiefs' defense. Is kind of saying something. Tyron Matthew is running the DBs. Frank Clark's a decent linebacker. Chris Jones is a monster force to be reckoned with. The offensive line is looking good. Mitch Schwartz, apparently, I just read some crazy stats about how he only allowed two hurries in the past, uh, however, 200 games or whatever, or 200 snaps or whatever. So, I mean, this team's only going up, and yeah, maybe the the cap space 
might be a little bit of a hiccup. Yeah, I don't think it's enough every, to to really set them back much. Every single one of the players you just mentioned was on my list, <laughs> and they're guys that are getting paid double of what they're getting paid this year. Um, the teams pay people more every no, year. No, that's uh, fine. Obviously, I'm just I'm just saying you have that much talent this year. You're gonna have the same talent next year. It's just gonna cost you way more money. So now you're just gonna lose in other areas. Okay, they're more focused on winning games than spending money. If they have money, they'll spend it. If they if they need to get somebody get rid of somebody, they'll figure it out and they'll pick up somebody else for cheap. Another thing that the Chiefs do really well is they take people who you know didn't play great on other teams and they come on the chiefs and they start to play well. And that's why they have such a big increase in pay, which has its downsides, but Tyron Matthews never been good. Real, I mean, he's been pretty good. Yeah. He's been all right, but this is definitely his best season. He hasn't been great in the NFL. Um, Damian Williams, never heard of him. Good in the NFL. Um, Frank Clark, never heard of him playing well. Chris Jones. So, they, uh, they have a good ability to make players better, and that's why I'm saying in the next three years or so, under as long as Andy Reid and Mahomes are together, we're going to see him 19-0. I think this is a waste to um, take because I think you there's no way you can call a team going 19-0 in the next three years. Like I think that's impossible to do. Okay. I, you don't expect these teams to – you know you don't see 19-0 awesome. teams. It hasn't happened yet. So, you know, no, it hasn't. Yeah, exactly. So you can't predict the way a season's going to go. Mahomes went down in the did. middle of the season. So, okay, that's fine. I understand it's your ways to take, but I think it's a bad one. I don't think that's going to happen. I, you <laughs> can't predict an NFL take, season. So You'll probably win the poll again. You can't predict an NFL season. Mahomes got hurt. Who knows what's going to happen? You know, something freak, some freak accident could happen. Somebody could get suspended. Tyreek Hill is no angel. You know, you never know what's going to happen these seasons. I think you can't say they're going to go undefeated because of one Super Bowl win. Tucker, what do you got? I'm saying it. Um, Cam, so you're telling me that the Chiefs are going to beat the Broncos both times, home and away, with Drew Locke under center? Um, this upcoming year, no. I actually don't think they so will. So are you ready to put a year stamp on it? What year they're going to go undefeated? In the next three years. But not next year. Maybe, but you're I all over so the shop right now. <laughs> I'm not. What? Where am I going wrong? Where you just said next the year next they're not going to they're not going to beat the Broncos twice. I don't think they will beat them twice in the next year because I think Drew Locke's a monster. We've talked about this before. And your takes are like fighting it out in your brain for space. It's, it's like straight, a boxing match, matchup. You there. have so many contradicting takes in your brain, you can't even get them all lined up. There isn't. There's no contradiction. <laughs> There's so many. Your playoff picture so is many. bananas. The Bengals are going to win a Super Bowl in the next three years, and the Chiefs are going to go 19-0 in the next three years. <laughs> wait for our last segment, yeah, wait for our last segment and I'm going to make it work. Everyone here thinks you're crazy. Everyone thinks you're all over the shop. Like, I love it. I love it. <laughs> all right. All right. Tucker, all you, right. Can... you know what? You know what? Let's let's put a stamp on it. Two years, Chiefs going undefeated. 2021. Oh. And then the year after that, the Bengals win it, right? Maybe. And then the Dolphins. There we go. I have all the locked in. The Dolphins are going to oh. win a Super Bowl. Well, the Bengals I are going to win a Super Bowl. He has way. 10 different teams winning a Super Bowl in the next five years. Well, there's 10 different <laughs> years. Oh. <laughs> all right. Tucker, what's your ways to take? Uh, yeah, mine is actually about this Tom Brady 30 million thing, and frankly, I hate it, and to say that Tom Brady should be paid like a top three quarterback in the NFL is absolutely ridiculous, and 
If they do this, this is the beginning of the Patriots tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Because you can't pay – what are you going to do? You're going to give Tom Brady a pay raise and then somehow buy receivers for the pay- – get receivers for the Patriots? I don't think so. You don't have enough money in the world for that. Uh, oh, my God. All right. So the Patriots are notorious for not paying guys. Like, they don't pay Brady. They He's never been paid as an elite quarterback, really, in the league. Um, but – they're making an ex- exception for him because he is the most important player in franchise, po- arguably league history. So I understand why they're doing it. He, they want him to feel valued. Ten years ago would have been great. They it's want him to anymore. feel valued though. Now that he's, he, they want to give him the financial stability now that he's a forty, going to be a forty-three the year old quarterback. Financial stability. Yeah, Trey, that's His absurd. I understand it's absurd, but these guys. <laughs> These guys don't think like, oh, this contract, I'm set for life. You know, I got my rookie contract. I made, you know, $20 million. I'm set for life. No, they look onto the next paycheck, the next big thing. He wants to take it. He'll probably put it all into his business for his retirement. I'm just, I see where the Patriots are coming from. They want to show them, listen, we are willing to go all in on you. We're willing to give you this two-year deal. We're willing to say, hey. Now, in terms of the team, I think Brady says – you know, he sees this gesture and he says, okay, well, how about we do 25 and then you guys have space to play, but you have to guarantee me that you're going to make, you're going to make moves and maybe an opt out after year one. If they don't make any moves, he opts out and leaves. I think that they're just showing him that they are committed to him because you haven't always seen that in years past. I don't think that he deserves this superstar money anymore. He played as probably around a 15th to 20th best quarterback in the NFL. I think he deserves it. On the open open market, I think he makes $15 And we're going to pay him 30. I think he deserves whatever he wants in in Boston. He deserves whatever he wants in Boston. He's the most important player in NFL history, and he's he was the most imp- important player. In still Patriots is. He history. still yes. is. He's he not. Still is. He's, he's not the not. most important. Okay, so who's the most important player now? In the future, I'm telling you that. No, we I'm saying right now. Replacement for Tom Brady. I'm saying right now he QB is the most important the most player important in position. Boston history. I agree that's with a fact. That, but I'm saying we can find a QB on the open market for twenty million. That's just as good. Just I as good. No. Is just no, as good, can't. if not better, than Brady. This that's year. I mean, that's you're well, crazy. You're kidding yourself there. I love that. I, <laughs> tell me how I'm wrong. Look at the stats and tell me that Brady was a better quarterback. Look than who Tannehill. he was throwing to. Look at his offensive line. Look at his run game. Tannehill had the best running back in the league behind him. Tom Brady had zero run game. Tennessee Titans, go. What? Name two receivers on the Tennessee Titans. Humphreys and Brown. Duh, easy. Yeah, don't come at me like that. So Freeze isn't good. He's a he's a decent receiver. He can catch the ball. He's a good slot guy. I'm sorry, but I think Brady had as many weapons, if not better weapons, than Tannehill, <laughs> and had put up worse stats. Are you? You're All insane. Right. All right, there, there's a couple things wrong with both of you guys. One, I don't think Brady was worth thirty, like Tucker was saying. He's probably worth more, like like realistically 15. on the open market, right around fifteen, like Tucker said, but. The, at the same token, Tucker, you are so wrong in saying that uh, Tannehill is a, had more options than uh, – uh, Brady had more options than Tannehill. Um, but How get, so? Get, he had zero run game, Tucker. He had one receiver. The Patriots had a guy who could barely – Who was broken half the year. Barely get hit because he had the broken ribs and yeah. no run game. So I don't know what you're talking about there. But I think 
the Patriots are giving Brady the 30 mil. That 30 mil a year for two years is just, it, I think it's way too high. But they need to make him an offer that he can't refuse because he has hinted that he kind of wants to maybe explore other options. So, again, Trey, kind of maybe you're right because maybe he'll say, you know what, I don't want 30 mil. Drop it down to 20 and thank you for the gesture and let's go get That's what I think it is. I think it's a symbolic thing that's like, listen, we are ready to commit to you. We're ready to put in all this money. He knows knows he's not a top five quarterback anymore. He knows that. But he's getting paid that money. He's saying, look, these guys really want me here. I think that's what it is. I don't think we should be paying top five money to a player that's not a top five quarterback. Yeah, that makes 100%. That's the Patriot way. The Patriot send a guy off a year too early than a year too late. They have no contingency plan as well, so that's also part of it. They have to figure it out. They have no plan. Who's going to be the quarterback next year? Nobody knows. It's not Stidham. All right. We spent too much time on this topic. I love it. Tucker, good take. I hate it. I think you're wrong. (laughs) All right. Um, My ways to take is that Mike Shanahan's a terrible head coach. He needs to go. He needs to go. He cannot win games. He's not clutch. Do you mean Kyle Shanahan? Kyle Shanahan. Excuse me. His father's Mike, right? Kyle Shanahan needs to be fired. He's a terrible coach when it comes down to the end of games. He cannot win a Super Bowl for his life. I mean, you saw it, 28-3. Even they had a chance to win that game. They could have ran the ball twice, kicked the field goal. There's no way the Patriots are coming back. They decide to throw, take a holding, and a sack. And it's like, okay, you learn from it. You're a young coach. Then he goes out and he makes some bananas calls in the end of this game. He is the number one reason the 49ers did not win last night. I don't think it was Jimmy G, although he did not play well. Um, I don't think it was the defense kind of sucking. I think it was his big mistakes at the end of the game. He has now been outscored in the fourth quarter Super Bowls 40 to nothing. 40 to nothing. He cannot do it. He cannot call the plays. He cannot figure out the personnel. He's not going to win you a Super Bowl. I mean, he's a decent coach. He has great personnel around him. I think that's why he's done so well. You didn't do, see him do so well last year. We didn't have the personnel around him. So I think he's not the guy. I think you got to maybe give him one more year and then let him go because he clearly does not have the cojones for it. Tucker? I agree that he made a mistake, but I disagree with the mistake was. The mistake that he made was trusting Jimmy Garoppolo in the fourth quarter of that game. Jimmy Garoppolo... Failed under pressure. Huge choke job. Fourth fourth quarter, three for 11 on passing. With and a game-sealing interception. Plus that critical sack. Plus the sack on fourth down. Jimmy Garoppolo lost this game. I hope that Jimmy can grow from this and be a better quarterback. But it was clear throughout this entire playoff run that Jimmy Garoppolo was not the guy. They didn't want Jimmy Garoppolo to need to be big in these moments and when he got down to it he couldn't do it he was below average he missed some passes he missed some easy passes including that pass to Kittle and then that long ball to sit um Emmanuel Sanders that was a big one that he missed Jimmy Garoppolo was bad in the fourth quarter he couldn't play in the second half and that's what lost them this game so I can tie this back to Shanahan because I don't think he trusted him enough early on they were, I think they, the running was okay. It was working here, working there. It wasn't great. They had to do a bunch of uh, you know, uh, gadget plays with Samuel out of the backfield. But it seemed to me that they didn't trust Jimmy enough to throw the ball. And maybe if they did, he would have gotten into a better rhythm. I mean, who's to say? I don't know. Jimmy had a tough night. But, Cam, what do you think? Shanahan. Um, yeah, I don't think he needs to be fired as much as maybe he needs a little less 
Um, either he just needs to figure out how to win or he needs maybe somebody else taking it on a bigger role for the team because it's it's obvious that when you're down 28 when you're when you're up 28 to 3 and when you're up 10 in the fourth you should be able to kind of game plan so that you're wasting clock and you're able to win the game um that being said i think Tannehill would have won it Garoppolo blew it Tannehill uh if he was a quarterback Stop riding his jock so much, man. Jeez. What did you say? <laughs> Stop riding his jock so much. I'm just saying. <laughs> back to the, back to the last take. Yeah, I think Tannehill's a better quarterback than Brady this year too. All right. Well, <laughs> you know that already. I don't know that. I, I oh, and I know that you think that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. here's another thing. Shanahan has now blown the two biggest. He's been on a coaching staff, which has blown the two biggest uh, Super Bowl leads. Of course, 25, and then. 10 is tied for second with a bunch of teams. So, Dylan, what do you think about Shanahan as coaching? I think uh, I agree with Cam. Um, he definitely seems like he has an issue, like, game planning, scheming at ends of games in, the, in these big ones. But, I mean, uh, the 49ers still played really good the whole season. They looked pre- they looked good in the playoffs up until basically the second half of this of the Super Bowl. So it, and, they, and they ran into a great team that deserved to win so and that was also uh very good throughout the season so i don't think he deserves to be fired i think uh if they can distribute the maybe workload around like cam said to some other guys taking up some bigger roles then that would be better for him okay but, don't don't fire him just bring in a secondary head coach that's been fired to have him coach the super bowl because clearly he can't do it. <laughs> otherwise he's okay but all right well that's waste it takes so Super Bowl, obviously. We'll just jump right into it. We'll talk. We'll break the game down. First half, um, Mahomes, he didn't look great. Again, they looked like they started slow. Mahomes looked like he was really nervous. He looked like he was really jacked up. I don't know if it's because it's his first Super Bowl or because he's never been there. Um, Yeah, that's the same thing. I'm redundant. But because Jimmy looked a little calmer, he looked a little more smooth because he's probably done, he's done the whole week. He hasn't been the starter, but he's done the whole week before. I don't know that the, the uh, Chiefs came out shaky again. I thought, and I uh, had said that that was going to be a killer for them, but clearly it wasn't. So, what do you guys think about the first half of the game? It was um, I I, I liked it. I, I had no problem <laughs> with it. Uh, comparing it to last season, um, it was a slightly more eventful. It was it was close. I think the 49ers did exactly what they needed to do defensively, holding them to 10 in the first half, um, and then coming out firing afterwards. Um, but you know, it wasn't the greatest first half in Super Bowl history, but it was, it was fun to watch. Nothing crazy. Yeah. I mean, uh, breaking it down a little more. I mean, Samuel was a huge part of that first half. Debo, I had my MVP for a while. Uh, I don't know why they went away from him, in the second half, but he was a huge part of that first half attack. Yeah. Um, on top of that, I just want to go to that one play, um, not trusting the 49ers offense with the ball with two minutes left in that game. Absolutely wild take by Shanahan, not going for that. And on top in of the that, first half or in the they, second half, first half, first half. All right. First half leading into the half mm-hmm. when they, uh, didn't call a timeout. Yeah, I mean, I think Shanahan blew a lot of calls, but um, yeah, I that was his one biggest questionable call that I think he had that entire game. 
I mean, Mahomes, he kind of settled into it. He had that big run. He took a big hit and fumbled. He's lucky that ball went out of bounds. Mm. You know, it's so funny because I played the game on Madden before, and I had that almost exact same play happen. I hit Mahomes, and he fumbled, and I got it back, and that was kind of the turning point of the game. But, yeah, I mean, he, he seemed to settle in a little bit. He still looked a little shaky on most of his throws, I want to say. So I don't think that'll happen again, though. I wasn't thoroughly impressed with either quarterback. I mean, both quarterbacks missed throws. You know, um, they both looked uh, not great. I think the biggest thing about Mahomes watching the highlights again was that he looked really good under pressure. Tucker, you talked about that last week. He moved around a lot. He had some big runs. I think that was really important for their for their victory was that he was able to avoid the pass rush, which was coming after him. There was a few times they, they got right in his face, and he was able to uh, scramble the to the outside and make some good throws. Yeah, no, the pass rush was fantastic in that game, and Mahomes did a great job getting away from it. I mean, he did make some poor throws, but I think that a lot of QBs in that situation would just have been absolutely screwed. I mean, his ability to move outside the pocket and then have that rocket arm on top of it, it was something that no one else in the league has, that combination of mobility and arm strength. And I think there's not many people that could have overcome that defense. Yeah, and and um, just thinking thinking to the first half as well, Tyreek got off to a to a decent start as well. I mean, he was making plays down the field. He was too fast for Sherman the entire game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think the biggest takeaway from the first half was uh, the or not takeaway, but the biggest uh, thing that hurt the 49ers was that stupid pass interference call or or whatever the heck it was. Yeah, offensive offensive, offensive pass yeah. interference and like three seconds left or whatever. That was. I hated that. So you don't think it was the right call? I think you, call you, you gotta let the kids play at the. Uh, it's the freaking Super Bowl. Yeah. So the guy was probably gonna catch it anyway, regardless of the little shove he had on the shoulder. And I think if that that would have completely changed the game, and that that was the biggest take from the first half was. Yeah, that, I think that weird exchange in a year that's been marred over the last calendar year by you know is this pass interference is it not let's challenge or blah 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 blah. I think they were wary of the pass interference a lot. You didn't see a lot of calls, but I think it was probably the right call from what I saw. It looked he extended his arm. I know that the Chiefs, uh, the Niners got called later for a blatant pass interference. The guy didn't even turn around to look to play the ball. But yeah. Kittle looked like he extended his arm, but you're right. If he would have, if they would have made that play, that's a game changer. Cam, what'd you think about that call? I didn't like the call. Uh, I thought the refs played very well. Um, <coughs> what I remember there weren't too many penalties or costly penalties that was one that stuck out to me i think it's too soft it's too nitpicky for the, for the call Super that um i didn't like it but it's whether or not it's whether or not you agree with the uh definition of a rule or you agree with the state of the game and you know if you think it's this by definition, that was probably pass interference. Yeah, but and, in the Super Bowl, you you don't want a big play like that. to You be don't want to become become like a baby fest, you know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy it did. That, that, that was the only is play that, that, that um is that in real time, it, he fully extended his arm and it looked like he pushed off. Once I saw the replay, I could tell it wasn't nearly as much as I thought. But my first glance at that and what the refs saw in real time looked like a penalty to me. After seeing it, it wasn't really that much. But, I mean, he fully extended his arm at that guy. It looked like it was a push-off. Yeah, I, I agree. I think 
I don't have a problem with that call because it, it, it looked to me like pass interference. But I understand what you mean when you want them to let them play. I mean, that's uh, that's the way the, the league's going now. It's turned into ref ball. But I was happy with the lack of penalties. I think that was the yeah. part. So the first half ends, and the Niners were – were they up at the half or were they down? Tens. It was, Ten half. It was tied 10. It was tied 10 at the half. Yeah. So you got a good game going. If you had the zeros in your square, you're a happy camper. But um, the halftime show. Phenomenal. I loved it. I loved every second of it. Um, we put out a poll on Twitter, like I said earlier. We said, who had the better showing, Shakira or J-Lo? I said Shakira. I know Cam said Shakira. I think you said Shakira. Shakira too, I said J-Lo. J-Lo. Okay, so we'll debate Ooh. this. Because Shakira, first of all, has better songs. I saw a tweet that was yeah. like, Shakira has no hits. Why is She's got to have the least hits in Super Bowl history. Bro. She has Waka Waka, which Cam called playing, and oh Tucker my God, called playing. That was, I got goosebumps. I didn't think that was coming out. During that segment, they had some moves, too. I don't know what that dance is called, but they were using footwork. It was beautiful. It was nice. Yeah, they were they were getting the, the feet just flying. Um, she, has, she was on the drums. She was on the, the guitar. guitar. She did that weird thing that was awesome <laughs> that was that was stupid but i mean she did the was, rope dance she did the rope dance she did it all so i say shakira tucker why do you have shakira well number one shakira better twerker of the two did i have a little bit of money on the line that both Shakira and j-lo twerk yes you must have been a happy one at, after that i couldn't believe it i couldn't <laughs> believe that that hit i was watching my mother was at my apartment for it too and i was celebrating when they started shaking um but on top of that just so many bangers by shakira and i knew maybe like two of j-lo's songs i mean j-lo was underwhelming she was a stripper and shakira was an artist that was the difference wow hot take <laughs> wow hot take cam what do you think about the halftime show oh shakira her hips, in fact, do not lie. They do not. They tell the truth. They tell the the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Um, so swear me God or whatever the heck. It I is. I think I feel bad for J Lo because I I like her, but you stand up there next to Shakira and you look like an old hag. She she didn't have it. She came sliding on her knees, showing her whole crotch, and I was just like, I don't know, because like you could be my grandma. So <laughs> I'm not a big. I'm not a big J-Lo fan. A-Rod was hype. I love that for him. A-Rod was going nuts in the crowd. Um, Front Shakira, row, baby. back to her. One, she jumps in the crowd. I'm getting it. I'm getting arrested. The video, Andrew Luck getting walked out of the stadium. <laughs> and it was, the caption was like, the security walking me out if I was the one grabbing Shakira in the um, crowd serve. So, yeah, that would have been me. Um, also, I see a lot of hate for the Spanish music. She sang a lot of songs in Spanish. Bad Bunny was out there. Jay Balvin came in. Everyone was Spanish. I loved it because I know the songs. She was singing Chantaje with Caita in the background, and I was I was going nuts. I have no idea um, what you just you guys, said. You guys don't know what that is, but <laughs> I do. I like the one where they go, Ariha Abajo. That one's good. That's a good song. Uh -huh. The one where they go, Arriba Abajo. That one's good. They did that okay. song well, real quick. Um, yeah, Waka Walker came on and I was just losing it. I sent you guys a video of my Super Bowl party. It looked electric. 50 plus heads up in the air, screaming, dancing, singing. A uh, lot of good fun. And 
Yeah, best best halftime show I've ever seen. I, you compare that to like Coldplay. When Ugh, Coldplay was on, I was so That excited. was the worst. That I was the worst Coldplay. Super Bowl Coldplay's of all time. Great. They came on and they were terrible. I was hyped for that Shakira one too. Shakira comes out and she does that and she's moving her hips and she's moving her bum and she's moving her belly and don't be shy, go, I'm gonna dance and shake your body like a belly dance. I don't know if that's her, but that's what I was thinking. Oh. So, I'm a big fan of the halftime show. Yeah, no. Show had me feeling good. I was thinking back to other halftime shows. Lady Gaga was really good. Uh, Timberlake was not it. Last year sucked. Last year's was terrible. Coldplay was the worst one ever, and I was the most hyped for that one. But this was a phenomenal halftime show. I don't know if it was because I wasn't nervous about the game for the first time in three years, but that was uh, unbelievable. So I'm not ready to call J-Lo an old hag. I thought she looked beautiful. I thought she did a, a fine job. When it comes to the Spanish rappers – Needed none of them. Yeah, didn't know who they were. Not, they looked ugly. Know. They weren't dressed well. They just I wasn't for that. I mean, they didn't sound great. Um, I just wasn't for it. I knew that I knew the songs. Like I knew that they had parts in the songs, but I didn't know their names. I didn't know who they were. But J Lo, I think she did well. I'm not ready to call her an old hag. Dylan, why did you appreciate J Lo's performance? I mean, I I did initially, but after this discussion, <laughs> I'm just thinking about Shakira still. I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> Uh, I thought J Lo looked uh, better, which is, I mean, I don't know. If they I, both looked great. I don't know, I mean, like, I don't want to be like uh, one of those guys, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They both looked good. They're both really old, but also kind of hot. So oh, it's, they're it's, not. They're not it's, unattractive. It's weird to me to women. be like, like, oh yeah, they looked really good, but they really did. Both of them look really good. So they did. So um, yeah, phenomenal halftime show. I think one of the best I've seen for sure. Um, yeah, I would agree. It set the stage for the second half. Tie ball game going into it. And, um, you know, there was kind of a rope pull there back and forth. The Niners had a chance to put it away. And I had said in our group chat, you know, it's over. They're going to win. And then they just bungled it. Uh, Jimmy fell apart. Like I said, not not impressed with either quarterback. Um, and they ended up pulling it out. Big plays from uh, Damian Damien Williams? Damien Williams. Damien Williams in the second half. I mean, I think he was my MVP. We can talk more about that. But he made some big plays. The line stepped up. They they protected Mahomes. He made some decent throws here and there. None that I thought were game-changing, you know. Um, there were some big throws, but people were wide open downfield. It seemed to me that Sherman ran out of gas in the second half. He looked bad. He was getting targeted on every play, it seemed like. He couldn't make tackles. He couldn't keep up with guys. He was looking around his teammates like, what do I do? I need help. But uh, second half of the ball game, Tucker, you made a face when I said something. So what do you got? Yeah, about Pat Mahomes not being that impressive. That third and 15 bomb, like 11-step drop, and then just launched it. Who was that to? Incredible. Watkins? I think Tyreek. Tyreek? He was wide open. Any quarterback in the league could have made that throw. It was, it was also underthrown. Maybe it was underthrown on purpose, but he was way too wide open. The pass protection was the biggest part of that play because he had enough time to, to where you can't t- cover Tyreek Hill for more than six seconds, no matter how I agree with that. But, I mean, throughout the game, that guy was getting rushed and just finding ways to get around that defensive line. And outrunning Nick Bosa is not an easy task. Like – well, like he I said, I think the most impressive thing was his movement in the pocket and outside okay. of the pocket. I'll agree with that. But I don't think his throw, he made any – he had a couple really nice throws. His last drive, he had a really nice throw to Watkins on the sideline that took him close. That was yeah. his best throw of the ball game. Um, but I think that one to Tyreek was made by 
probably 75% of the league as long as they have that time. I mean, um, I remember in high school we had a drop back that went on for about 45 seconds, and there's no way you're covering guys, even if they're slow high schoolers, for that amount of time. So when you give a guy like Tyreek that much time, it's it's what awful. Play is that? that play was also on ESPN. The, uh, yeah, no, it was on Sports Nation. Yeah, Cam oh, and I were on Sports oh, Nation. Who was guarding the guy that scored the touchdown? I don't remember. Oh, no one. We were. I think I we were in a zone. <laughs> no one. <laughs> I think we were in a zone. I mean, it's I tough when the quarterback jukes out each one of your D linemen four separate times. But I got love for my guys. But that was not our best moment. That was bad. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, Jimmy G looked bad. He didn't look good, and uh, I don't know what it was. But I that, mean, the 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 epitome of. Jimmy G versus uh, um, Mahomes was like the scenario where Jimmy G got hit and then, or was like get kind of falling to the ground and then threw that interception when he was getting that. That was early, wasn't up. it? I don't even remember, but that like was early that, that, like I think of that play and I think yeah, that's how um, Jimmy played. And then I think of the the play where Tucker was saying where he scrambled a little bit and bombed it down the field. Mahomes did. And, and that was the difference was the way they could handle that pressure. And we've been over that a bunch of times. So I had said last week that I thought that the biggest weakness on the Niners was the uh, secondary. And I think you saw that. They tried to play a lot of zone, it seemed to me, and it just wasn't working. I mean, he was finding the pockets in the zone. There was a nice pass to Watkins early in the game. That was a zone breakdown. There was just that Tyreek thing seemed like a zone breakdown. I mean, uh, Cam, what did you think? What was the keys in the second half to the uh, Chiefs coming back? As the game went on, I was I was big on the Niners, and then as the game went on, I could slowly see them like starting to lose it at that twenty to ten mark, and I kind of like everyone knew I was rooting for the Niners, so they kept looking at me every time that they would mess up. I was like, at this point, I don't really care. Um, I was happy for Mahomes. Second half is the second half. We touched on it enough. Um, I just think I think. Um, Mahomes is the better quarterback. He threw two picks, but he overcame it. First two and picks in the playoffs. I thought that was huge, but it didn't really yeah. end up having that much of a difference. Didn't I? I think you were you were right that he he came out with maybe a little bit of nerves, but he definitely he overcame it, and that's what it takes to be great. And I think he's going to continue to be great and uh, probably go nineteen and zero in that, a couple years. <laughs> that one interception that Mahomes had, where he like sidearmed it to Hill. It like it caught Hill off guard. Yeah, it was one like, of them were it was, bo- was bogus. It was like such a good, quick pass that he faked out the fastest. He might have thrown it a little bit behind him, but it was it should have been <laughs> caught. I mean, that's one of those bogus interceptions that you have to put on the receiver instead of the quarterback. But Patrick Mahomes is your Super Bowl MVP at the end of the game. Andy Reid gets his first championship and maybe a new dynasty's born. I like to talk about the MVP because oh. I did not have Mahomes as the MVP of that game. The one more thing that we haven't touched on yet was the. The rushing touchdown that it was like, was he in? Was he not in? Yeah. So I had him in just because you they called, called it in. in. I liked how they called it in because then they can review it. I think that was a good job by the officials. But it looked close. I didn't. I couldn't tell. The reason I say it's a touchdown is because I couldn't tell. Because there exactly. was no definitive evidence. It looked like he was close enough. That was. They were going to score anyways. That, that was. Again, I thought he was in. We talk about how much I hate replay, and I really do. But that was the perfect way to officiate that situation, like you said, Trey. Yeah, T- uh, Tucker, what'd you think of that last play? Do you have you have him in or no? I thought he was in personally. I don't think it mattered that much at that point. I and, mean, they might have put up three um, there instead of six, which might have been a difference, but probably not. I mean, I think they were going to go score anyways in the next play if they didn't get him that one. You think they would go for it? 
Absolutely, I think they go for it there. But um, yeah, no, I I was talking I was talking to some people and they were like, oh, what about that bogus call at the end? He wasn't in. I was like, man, I don't think that made much of a difference, and I think it was the right call on the field. Uh, t- uh, Cam, anything else on it? Yeah, I think I think he was in. I think when they reviewed it, it was it was a bang bang. As his foot's going out of bounds, the tip of the ball's over. Regardless, um, they called on the field as in. I think he was in. So you anyway. can't you can't tell that they were. You can tell that they weren't positive on it because if they do, they say confirmed. They yeah. said stance. So they didn't have basically what they didn't have is the evidence that he was out before the ball reached the pylon, right. which I agree with. Um, but back to MVP. I don't have Mahomes as the MVP. I think he missed throws. He usually doesn't miss. I don't think he had too many stupendous throws, like I said. I think Damian Williams is your MVP. Maybe then Tyreek Hill. I mean, if it was the Niners winning the game, uh, obviously some things would have happened differently. There might have been some other people that emerged. But Debo was my pick for the 49ers best player. I mean, he made some unbelievable plays. He was quick. Um, Again, I don't know how Nikhil Harry got drafted all over all these guys. But um, what did you guys think about the MVP pick, Dylan? Um, I'm going to go off the cuff here. the mascot for the Chiefs, real MVP. Never seen that guy before in my life. He's got some weird pants going on. He's obviously not a Chief. I don't know what he is. I think he's still called like Casey. But Wyatt that guy like that. is incredible. I love him. He's got a the wagon. Entire on game. Him. He's got a wagon on. Yeah. Love All right. Him. Dylan has the MVP <laughs> as the mascot. Tucker, who's your MVP? That's a good one. I think definitely it's still Mahomes. I mean. I, even though it wasn't his best game, I don't think there's many quarterbacks who can do what he did in that game based off of how well that defensive line played. I think that shuts down a lot of plays, a lot of QBs in this league. And there's probably maybe three to five QBs that can put up those numbers with that line going against him. So I think he's still the most valuable player in that game due to the fact that without him, if they just had an average QB there, they lose that game. Cam? Yeah, I like Damian Williams for it. Um, the two picks that Mahomes threw could have been crucial. Um, he wasn't playing his best. At the end of the day, he, he made it work. But I don't, I mean, Damian Williams just had the better stat line. Also, um, college touchdown, I called that one before the game. If you bet on it, don't know. If you, you did bet. have that one. Oh, I wish I did. <laughs> Um, knew he was going to get involved. Uh, I mean, if he scores that second one, maybe he's the MVP. What do you say? If he scores that second touchdown, maybe he's the MVP. He was about a couple yeah, inches short. Yeah. Um, back to Debo. Imagine Debo gets the MVP as a rookie. That would have been insane. He's he's going to be good. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, I'm fine with Pat Mahomes winning it, though. First guy under 25 to win an MVP and a Super Bowl MVP. Pretty impressive. That's impressive. I, I the, the reason I don't have a giant problem with Mahomes winning it, like I'm not screaming about it, is because there was a lot of – he did make the plays he needed to make. And he also – it wasn't like a personal achievement game to me. It was more about the Chiefs coming together as a team. And when your team plays well as a unit, when your defense plays well, when your offense plays well – and you do enough to win the game, you give it to the quarterback I, just because he a, doesn't. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, so I, I Chris said that in our group chat, and that made me think about it. So I, I agree with that. Um, so good for him. I mean, he's going to have a great career as long as he stays healthy. Uh, hopefully he does um, because he's something special. But season's over, unfortunately. That's it for the NFL till 2020, the fall. Um, but we – Cam, you've been – chopping at the bit to get to this one you want to do a way too early playoff prediction so let's do it 
you know how I love my predictions and how I am very, um, very careful with with my who's going to end up where. Yeah, you don't you don't throw out teams making the playoffs at all. No, never. No, no, no. <laughs> but but this one is very nitty gritty down to the to the stat line. I've done a lot of research, like two hours worth of research as to where it's going to go. And I think I'm going to put in a 208 game parlay or a 206 game parlay next year for every single NFL game, and I might just hit it. What does a one dollar bet get you in that parlay? Probably millions. Billion dollars. <laughs> All right. So let's start with the AFC. Wait, first explain why you had this much time to do this. Um, because of, oh, all right. Well, <laughs> good so, point, Dylan. Good thanks, job. Thanks, Dylan. That's a good. That's a good um, excuse for me to talk about this. So Thursday, I was at home, and <clears throat> I was heading off to bed, and I was running up the stairs, as I do, for no apparent reason. You just want to and imagine I, yourself in the combine. It's fine. Yeah, no, I was I was working on my uh, training because I'm trying to be a fullback in the XFL. <laughs> so I got a little excited, went a little too fast. The very first step, I just I just slammed my foot. I went down hard. Was not feeling good. Um, I had to crawl up the stairs to my room. And you crawled to I, your room. <laughs> I, yeah, so I crawled to my room, um, took some Tylenol, went to bed, took me a while, woke up at 8.30 in the morning in an exorbitant amount of pain. This is Friday now, trying to get some Friday beers with the boys. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking, let's go to the doctor, let's get this thing done. Call my mom, said, Mom, I can't walk, I think I'm going to lose my toe. Um, <laughs> Chop it to off. The doctors, the, 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 the doctor said, how did you do this again? I said, I was running up the stairs. And he said, quote, it looks like you got run over by a bulldozer. <laughs> and he said, there's a bunch of breaks in the t- tip bone of my toe. There's shatters. There's I'm going to need a picture. Cracks. And he said, there's nothing really you can do about it. Um, you're just going to have to let it heal on its own. So this is about day three or four. I've gotten stepped on. I've hit it on things. I've been hurting. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm pushing through it. Um so you're, you're basically your recovery process has been sit down and think about football next year. So, yeah, that's what this was getting at. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Uh, so you've got a so detailed this list. this segment, I have gone through every single team's games for the entire next year, and I have picked each game, <laughs> 200 and some odd games, who's going to win, where, who's going to end up where, and I have the formula for next season. So All right, let's so let's in. let's get into it. I feel like Cam's more prepared than any of us uh, due to his injury, but we'll, we'll, we'll do our best. So let's start with the AFC North. Now, I have the Ravens, obviously. I mean, I don't think they're going to slow down that much this year. There might be some changes, like I said, with teams figuring out Lamar, but I think the Ravens are just too good. Dylan, who do you got? I don't care. Cam, go ahead. You're the one who did the research. No, Tucker, go ahead. Uh, I got the Ravens, too. I think the Browns are going to be better next year. And maybe good enough to secure a wild card spot, but I just don't think they're good enough to beat the Ravens. All right. So, I have the Ravens. All right. Too. So I'll agree with you there. I also have the Ravens winning the AFC North. I got them clocking in at 12-4. and four. Um, Now, something, <coughs> something crazy out of the uh, AFC. Also, um, Ravens, I gave the 
two seed next year. They're going to I didn't do seeding. Seed. <laughs> I didn't do seeding. I just did division winners and wild card. I'm just going to do it all. Okay. So, uh, wild card, as you Well, wait. Let's wait remember. to do wild card. Let's wait till the end to do wild card because we right, have right. our, our division. So, AFC right. West, I have the Chiefs, reigning Super Bowl champions. They're not going to slow down either. Mahomes is a stud. That's a no-brainer. Uh, Tucker? Yeah, Chiefs. I mean, that's obvious. If you say anything else, you're wrong. Uh, Cam? I got Chiefs 13-3, one seed. Yeah, Chiefs. All right. Uh, that's a pretty easy one. So here's where we might have some contention, because I know that Tucker disagreed with me when we talked about it earlier, but AFC South. Now, I have the Titans winning. I think they're going to find a new quarterback. I don't think they're going to stick with Tannehill. Maybe they'll, they'll start them off. I think they're going to find something else. They might get some more weapons. Henry is just getting started. So I got the Titans uh, winning the division in a close divisional battle. It'll be a close battle. Tucker, who do you have? I have the Texans. Um, the Texans are the better team, I think, on both sides of the ball. They get J.J. Watt back next year, which is a huge addition to that team. Until now, he gets hurt in week three and he's done for the year. still a young QB. Deshaun's got a lot left in the tank, and I think he's just going up every year, and I don't see anyone being able to beat them in that division. Uh, Cam? Um, I have the Titans winning it 10-6. and six. They're going to lock in the three seed. We'll get to that next round. Um, the Texans, I got at 8-8. Eight and eight. I don't think, like you said a couple weeks ago, as long as Bill O'Brien's there, they're destined for failure. So. I agree with you because I think Bill O'Brien is a bumbling <laughs> idiot, so I think that's the reason they're not going to win the division. They finally have some nice competition in the division, and it's going to go poorly for them because Bill O'Brien is an all-time dum-dum. Dylan? Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I'm crossed between the two. Uh, eh, Henry's too good. Go with the Titans. Good call. Cool. All right. Tucker, you're the outlier there again. You're usually Love the it. outlier on these Love things. Love being but. the outlier. So the division near and dear to our hearts, the AFC East. Obviously, I'm going to pick the Patriots. Uh, one, because I'm a homer. Two, because I, after this weekend's events, I have a 70% chance that Tom Brady returns to the Patriots. That's up from 40% two weeks ago. So 70% chance that Brady's coming back. Um, I think as long as they bring him back and he comes in for a decent amount of money but nothing too crazy – They'll be able to sign at least one guy, probably a wide receiver or a tight end. Whichever one they don't get, they're going to go after the draft. Deep, deep wide receiver class. Pretty decent tight end class. Maybe a little top heavy. Um, you got the guy out of Alabama. I don't know his name. He's got some long Hawaiian name, but uh, he's a good tight end. And then I would like to see Moss from LSU come because that would just be a great storyline. I got the Pats coming back to win it this year. Bounce back year. See ya in Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. Tucker, what do you got? Uh, mine depends on how much they pay Brady. If they pay Brady over $20 million, I have the Bills winning this division. I think the Bills look solid. I like their coach. I think they've gotten better every year. They're young. Josh Allen could be good in the future, I think. I think he's garbage. I don't think he's very good either. And I think that he just needs more time. And I think, I mean, this team's gotten better every year. I think they're a legitimate contender going forward. Cam? That defense is good. Oh, this is where it gets good, right? Yeah. So so the the AFC East, for once, has one of the hardest schedules in football this coming season. So they have to play the AFC West, which is Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders. Three good I think, teams, at least. I think Chiefs and Broncos are, are contenders next year. They also have to play the NFC West, which is the 49ers, the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals. And... I think they have a chance to lose all four of those games. Patriots, anyway. 
Um, all liars there, they have to play the Ravens and the Texans. So they have a hard schedule here. I say the Dolphins win the division. Um, nine and seven. Who's their quarterback? Okay. Um, I think uh, Fitzpatrick's going to be their quarterback, and they're going to draft somebody under him. And I've said this as my ways to take week two. Uh, I got the Bills at eight and eight, no wild card. Patriots at seven and nine, no wild card. Uh, Dylan, <coughs> sorry, choking on my own spit. Um, so I agree with you, Cam, that it's going to be a no wild card division. Um, I don't know. The Patriots' schedule is tough. They didn't look very hot second half of the season. I don't think they're going to be great. I think the Bills are good, but the Pats find a way to beat the Bills consistently. So I'm not too concerned about the Patriots against the Bills. I think. The Dolphins are on the rise. I don't think they're good enough to win the division. I think the Jets are on the rise, but I also don't think they're good enough to win the division. So think Bills in, Patriots out, Patriots beat the Bills twice. So you got the Patriots winning it? No. Bills in, Patriots out. Bills in. Okay, so I'm the only one that has the Patriots. Bananas. Okay. I've seen this story a thousand times. Nobody ever picks Patriots to win the AFC. This is always the doom. They're probably going to win. I mean, But the Patriots will win the division. Um, All right. So let's go to wild card. Um, my two teams, Texans, Broncos. Texans, because they have enough talent to get them far enough. Um, I think that no matter who their coach is, they have enough talent. Deshaun is good, like you said, Tucker. Um, they have good receivers. They have a pretty good defense. I do think J.J. Watt is not going to be a big difference because he always gets hurt. So he will get hurt again. Um, yep. And then I have the Broncos because I have come all the way around on Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke's good. I think they're going to pick up a receiver or something in the in the draft. Um, I don't know what's going to go on in free agency. I'm drinking. But um, I got the Broncos making a surprise push this year. Mile High, Mile high is a tough place to play. They're going to win some games because of that. So uh, my two teams are Texans-Broncos. Who you got, Tuck? Yeah, so my two teams I got are the Browns. And sorry, I'm looking for my other one right now. Um, my two teams are going to be the Browns and the Patriots probably. I think the Patriots can still make the playoffs this year. I think they still have a good shot. I mean, at the end of the day, they're still the Patriots and still Bill Belichick. And that defense is still extremely good. And I think they still have the ability to make the playoffs. And um, with the Browns, they have a lot of talent. I think if that offense comes together, that defense looks pretty solid. I mean, if Miles Garrett comes back, at least, if he's not suspended for life, they have a lot of good pieces on that defense that could – and with a new head coach that knows what he's doing, I think this team could be a contender. I don't know why you think this guy knows what he's doing. The past eight guys haven't known what they've been doing. So I don't I don't think the Browns are going to do anything. I think they're the Browns, and that's the end of that. But who knows? I mean, they have the talent. So, Cam, who are your two teams? I, I can't wait to hear this one. <laughs> so I got the Broncos clocking in at the five seed at 10-6. I've said it before. Drew Locke is good. Um, the, that defense is good. Um, I think they're going to surprise some people this year. I think they're going to clock in at the five. Six seed, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. I have them a nine and seven. I think they're going to make noise in AFC North. I have them um, beating the Ravens at home one game. I think that's just going to prove how much of a winner Joe Burrow is. So, I'm excited to watch that, and I've also put the Dolphins, the Broncos, and the Bengals now in the playoffs like I said I would. All right. Well, you figured it out somehow, but I almost put the Bengals, but I think they're gonna. he's going to need a year to settle in. I don't know how I feel about Zach Taylor, and I don't know if they have the talent around him. 
I almost put them in, but I just can't do it in the first year of his career. I do think he will be successful, though. Uh, Dylan, you got your two wild card teams? Yeah, I, I had the Texans winning the South, or the Titans winning the South, but I think the Texans are going to get in on the wild card. And I think it's going to be a battle between Steelers, Broncos, and the Patriots for that last spot. And I have no idea who's going to win that three. So that's up in the air. All right. So that's our AFC. Let's jump with the NFC. NFC North. I got the Packers. I mean, I still think they're good. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers still has at least one more good year left in the tank, even if he's a baby. Uh, I think they got enough talent. They'd probably pick up some more, but I got the Packers. Uh, Tucker? Give me the Bears. I wow. love the Bears. <laughs> I've always been a Bears fan. I, I just think this team, the best defense, one of, if not the best defenses in the NFL, I think Mitch Trubisky can get it together maybe. I think this year was a real, like, this is a make-or-break year for Mitch. Either he reads all the publicity, gets mad, goes full crazy in the offseason training, and just comes out firing, or he crumbles under the pressure. And I think Mitch has got it, and I think Mitch does well this year, and they win the NFC North. I think they will be better this year than they were uh, last year because I think just Nagy just hit a rut where he wasn't good. But uh, I don't know if I have him win a division. Cam, who you got? Uh, I disagree with the Bears. I don't think they're going to be good this year. I think the Packers, uh, 12 and 4, but the 4 seed. So the NFC is going to be a stack house this year. You have a lot of teams winning a lot of games. You've got like, uh, it's all your wild card team was like 10. Yo, he mapped it all team. out every single game. So I it believe it's like a lot of wins. Um, all right, uh, Dylan, NFC. I, logistics. I, uh, uh, Packers, I think we're kind of we're yeah. all in on that. All right, well, Tucker, again, the outlier. Um, NFC West, I think Niners are going to have a much tougher year next year. Um, I think Seattle, they stayed good. They've been good. They were good this year for at least a little bit. Um, I think Russell Wilson is a top three quarterback in the NFL, so I got Seattle winning the division. Tucker? Uh, Niners are still the most complete team in the NFL. It's a pretty good division. I, re- I think there's a lot of – I think any of these four teams could make the playoffs e- Cardinals can even make it in as a wild card. But, I mean, the Niners are just a very complete team through and through. I think they maybe get Jimmy another weapon or um, in the offseason. And I think this is, team's probably going to be right back in the Super Bowl contention next year. All right. Not, not, a, not a bad pick. Uh, Cam? I think the Niners are going to pull it off again. I'm going to give them 13-3 and three and the two seed. All right. And um, I think it's going to be neck and neck with the Hawks again, though. Dylan? Yeah, 49ers again. All right. I'm the only one out here, but I just think the Super Bowl hangover is a real thing. I mean, you saw it with the Rams this year and certainly the Patriots. But um, I don't know. I just think Seattle has stayed good and they got a better coach. Um, so, NFC East, I have the Cowboys. I think now that they have Dak back and they've got Zeke back, I don't know what's going to happen with Cooper. He might end up elsewhere, but I think they're talented enough to make it now that they have Mike McCarthy, who's a veteran of a head coach, um, that they're going to figure it out this year. They seem to go on and off. I certainly don't think they'll win the Super Bowl, but I have them winning the division. I just don't think Danny Dimes has has it together yet. It might take a couple more years, and he might need some help around him, especially on the defensive side with the departure of Janoris Jenkins. And then um, I don't know about the Eagles. And uh, what's the other team in your division, Cam? Redskins. The Redskins. Redskins. I mean, they're always trash. They always will be trash. Um, Tucker? 
Yeah, I have the Cowboys as well. I think McCarthy is a great pickup for them as a coach. I think they're going to be a lot better this year than last year. I think the Eagles are also going to be better. I think it's going to be close. I'd say both of them. I'd say maybe 11-5 and five and 10-6 and six for the two teams. <laughs> Threw a couple of stats out for Cam to contradict. But, um, yeah, I have the Cowboys winning this division, but I think it's going to be close. Cam, your home division, who you got? Well, I'd like to say the Giants, but that's not physically possible. <laughs> so, going to go ahead and say the Cowboys clocking to 12-4. and four. They're going to clinch the three seed. Um, the Eagles, I don't think they have it. Um, Carson didn't get enough time with his starting group this year. He was always throwing to backups. Uh, I think they go 8-8. Eight and eight. They have a decent season, but nothing great. Dylan? Yeah, I th- again, the Cowboys were too good this year to not make the playoffs, I think. I think they sh- they pretty much deserve to be in. They were just a couple, one win away on any of their losses, and they would have been in. So I'm going Cowboys again on this one. Plus All right. a new coach and everything. All right. Um, and then the NFC South. I have the Saints. I think Breeze resigns, and as long as you have Breeze and Thomas that and Kamara, that offense is going to be just nasty. So uh, Thomas coming off the best year. We've seen a receiver in a long time. Uh, offensive player of the year. So uh, I got the Saints. Tucker? Yeah, Saints. I mean, there's too many weapons on that team, and this division isn't that stacked. Cam? This is what I think about the Saints. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to be the one seed at 14-2. and two. Crazy one. Um, I see this season going one of two ways for the Saints. They either, like I said, go 14-2, something big like that, and they go, they finally pull it off. I think they completely fold and they and they bust and they don't even make the playoffs. But I'm gonna go ahead and say the 14-2-1 seed Saints. Go ahead. Dylan, yeah. same thing. Saints. Saints. Pretty pretty unanimous call there. Um. All right. So our wild card. Uh, I think while the 49ers will have a down year, they will be still very good. Like Tucker said, they're a complete unit. So I don't think they'll win the division, but I think they go into the wild card spot with a great record. Um. And my surprise pick of the entire playoffs, I've got the Bucks. Fuck. Let's go. I need this. I think Jameis can put it together. I think he realizes that he made some mistakes this year. I think he's going to work hard. And he said, like he said, you know, he eliminates the turnovers. He might be the best all time. Who knows? Um, but I got the Buccaneers sneaking in. Mike Evans is a stud. Um, I think they'll pick up somebody huge in the offseason. Um, Bucks, they're going to the playoffs. Maybe not a great record, but they'll sneak in. I'm just, I'm just, I couldn't put the Vikings in here. So, Tucker? Um, I got at my fifth seed the Rams. I think that team had an off year this year, but I mean they're not losing many pieces. They had the best defensive player in football. Jared Goff had a terrible year, but I love Sean McVay, and I think they have everything they need to be a contender again. I just think they had an off year, and hopefully they can bounce back. And then at my sixth seed, I have the Vikings. Um, Ooh. I mean. I think the Vikings are a good team, and I thought they were this year, too. I mean, they were right in there to – I mean, they made the NFC Championship. Oh, no. They did no. not. They certainly no, they did, did not. not. Sorry. That was my bad. <laughs> but, I mean, they won a playoff game. People forget that. They beat the Saints in the playoffs. This isn't a team that you can laugh about. They have a ton of offensive weapons. Kirk Cousins isn't a bad quarterback. I mean, and, I can laugh at Kirk Cousins all day long. <laughs> and I don't think – I think – they're the second best team in that division behind the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> so the Packers are fully done, in your opinion. Packers are done. Rodgers over the hill. All right. Cam, who you got? All right. I got the Seahawks. 
another 12 and four team, but get the five seed. That's going to be a tough division. Um, I wanted to put the Bucks in there. I think they could. I don't think they will. I also really wanted to put the Cardinals in there. I think they're going to have a huge year. Uh, I got them at nine and seven, but team that I'm putting in as my sixth seed is the Atlanta Falcons. Oh my God. What? Yeah. Love it. Ooh. Atlanta Falcons, 10 and six. What? 10, 10 and six. six. I think they're going to have a complete turnaround of a year. Oh, wow. We're going to uh, look at the stats, and Cam's going to have, like, five teams at 0-16 in this <laughs> No, I don't have any 0-16s. I got a couple – I got the Jets and the Raiders at 2-14, and 14, but – Whoa, I think that's slander on the Jets. But yeah, that's that's me. I, I like the Falcons this year. We'll just see what happens with that. All right, well, I, I think they're, they're going to have a tough go of it. But, um, Dylan, what do you got? I agree with Tucker here. I'm, I'm all in on the Rams again this year, and – I don't think the Seahawks really have it anymore. I don't know what it is about me. I just I see the Seahawks logo and I'm like I don't really like that logo compared <laughs> to pew green uniform compared to the Rams nice bull horns and whatnot going right up that stupid bird's throat. So I'm going with Rams over Seahawks coming in at the well, I don't even care. And then <laughs> probably the Eagles cuz I think the Eagles are still pretty good. You guys hate on them enough. I don't think Wentz uh got comfortable enough this season i think he's got a little bit more to show if they win one more game than they did this year then they're 10 and 6 and i think they got a good shot at the second seed behind the cowboys tough to get comfortable when you have paper skin and glass bones but um <laughs> every day i wake up and break my arm <laughs> uh, yeah but i uh, that's it that's our way too early we can definitely revisit this at some point i mean there's no way to know what's gonna happen in the off season uh with free agency ding 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 that's a drink um but yeah, so Dylan, for the last round, I think I want you to buy this one because you told us before the game, keep your eye on commercials. I love the Super Bowl commercials, and they've been going down in recent years, but I will say this year, definitely on the up and up. I, I was, agree. It was less stupid commercials and more better commercials, uh, and just in general. They didn't have that weird one where the kid said he died. And that they was an all-timer. I swear, the first commercial a few years ago was something about if you take opioids take this drug and you won't have diarrhea so at least we didn't have those commercials anymore <laughs> my favorite commercial i think a lot of people agree with is the the uh, groundhog day commercial with uh, bill murray it was just too good it was too funny i loved it i agree with you that the commercials this year were very good i think much better than in previous years the worst commercial super bowl i can remember was super bowl 48 broncos seattle I remember there was some Tim Tebow commercial that was kind of funny, but the rest of them weren't worth it. This one was this one had a lot of good ones. So my favorite one, of course, was the Tom Brady one. It made everyone look like a fool for trying to analyze his Instagram picture. Um, he did say at the end, I'm not going anywhere. So who knows what that means? I just think it means he's not retiring. But uh, I thought that one was really good. Um, that was my favorite. I love how the Patriots in Boston still won the Super Bowl because they had some of the best commercials. I mean, Smotka was a fantastic That was Smotka a great commercial. Awesome. Smotka. Smart Pack. I love that. Seeing Poppy sh- jump out and, and try to feign the Boston accent was fantastic because he cannot. But, uh, Very that was, Dominican. That was a great one. Uh, Tucker, what would you have for your favorite commercial? Yeah, my favorite commercial was honestly Rocket Mortgage took it for me with uh, Jason Momoa. I Yeah, that one. He, they, I didn't expect them to have good commercials, but they had I think I they had a couple. I did not expect it. He did a really good job. I thought that was a really good one. It surprised me and... I was I was laughing at that one. That and Baby Nut. 
I hate Baby Nut. I think that was Love such a Baby such Nut. a dumb yeah, that one, commercial. I, I hated that one oh, too. Oh, I think that was a great market. <laughs> they made Kool Aid Man cry for no reason. Cam, what, what was your what was your favorite commercial? So I think maybe not the best commercial, but the best commercial moment was the Sam Elliott mustache worm. I thought that was absolute electricity, and it got me going. Uh, shout out to special effects. You're just going, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they could do it. So, I, I, um, Cam, that I, was will, pretty cool. I will say that I watched the Super Bowl with uh, everybody besides myself had an average age of probably 65, and they loved that commercial. <laughs> that was their okay. favorite by far. So you're definitely in with good company in that Seeing one. Seeing Sam Elliott yeah. throw down was a, was a highlight for sure. Um, some other good um, ones I had written down was the NFL commercial was great with the little kid and then turning it into the yeah, live three. Yeah, that was great. Was that was electric. great. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I had uh, the Reese's one. I had it written down, but I forgot what it was. Do you remember the Reese's one? They were in an office and they were like making puns. About oh, yeah. Like, and the guy had his head up his ass. Yeah, that that's was, the best that one. I laughed yeah, that was the most. They were like, get your head out of your ass. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, any other commercials that stuck out to you guys? Um. My girlfriend ugly cried at the um, the one where he's talking about his dead wife. Wow, that's but really she wasn't. Like I don't think the memories. I think that was a twist because I think her voice came on at the end, so I think she was alive. Really? Yeah. I didn't get that one. It might have been uh, a, a twist there. You might have to alert Amanda to that because that might have been a little right, bit of a yeah, twist. Yeah, she she was ugly crying in that commercial. I audibly said during it, I said, "Well, this is sad." So, <laughs> but yeah, great year for commercials. Cam, you got any extra commercials? Yeah, um, not a Super Bowl commercial, but I sent it to you guys the other day. Throwback commercial, greatest of all time. Big Poppy throwing on Jorge Posada's Yankees hat. Wally, um, seeing that, just just throwing that back real quick. One of my favorite out. Sports Center commercials. And then he goes, Wally, Wally, it's not what it looks like. <laughs> it's fantastic, but. Great. So that's it. We went a little long, but it is a Super Bowl, so it, it's kind of kind of worth it. Kind of an extravaganza, but that's episode seven, boys. Football season's over. We're gonna have to branch out because we talked a lot of football. Next week's gonna be a tough one, but uh, thanks for getting wasted with us. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, on Instagram. Let us know what we got wrong, what we got right, and uh, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Later. See, See you later. next week. <laughs>